Hey everyone. I'm Kay. I'm Craig. And who is this that we have with us? And I'm Dave. I thought someone was going to introduce me. No, you got to introduce yourself. <laughs> you got to introduce yourself on this well, podcast. Hello, I didn't know this. Well, hello everyone. I am Dave. Um, Dave, where are you joining us from? <laughs> I am here in Nashville, Tennessee, sitting right next to Craig. Um, I want to thank you, Kay, for inviting me because I don't think Craig wanted to invite me on here. Um, but yeah, I am, I am in I am in Nashville on the couch sitting here with Craig. Right, that's not true. She might have invited you, but it doesn't mean like I didn't want you here. All right, no fighting. <laughs> but I'm, I'm excited to be. Save that for after the pod. If you guys fight, I'm literally cutting it. I no, no none fighting. of that. No fighting. I'm excited to be here. Unless it's over the tracks, then we're allowed to. Yeah, no, that that's okay. Um. I'm glad that you are here, Dave, because um, this is a very, another very special episode where we go through a certain album by Miss Blonde Girl because she's re-releasing all of her music. Um, this time we're going to go through Red, um, my personal favorite Taylor album, as it is being released uh, this Friday when this is being released this episode is being released um so we're just gonna go track by track and talk about them and and rank them before we even go track by track i just want to bring up the um on our twitter account how we tweeted out who's gonna be more annoying about red being re-released and k is winning yeah i think i don't know why i think on twitter um on that account more people who follow it know me and so they're more willing to throw shade at me than you, where it's just like, my friends aren't going to be like, oh, Craig's insufferable because some of them don't know you, but they know me it's, and they know I'm annoying. He'll be more insufferable during 1989, I think. I think I'll be oh, more insufferable during this one. Oh, sure. <laughs> well, even I tweeted out the other day about Speak Now, like I, I apologize in advance to the person I become when Speak Now, Taylor's version comes out because- Sick. We're going to have to wait like two years for oof, that one, I feel like. It, it's, okay, wait, 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 wait. Before we even do that, Dave, tell 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 the audience, tell Kay your theory about all these albums. I have a lot of theories. One, okay. I think she's gonna drop, I think she's gonna drop Red, Speak Now, and 1989 on Friday. Today, I think this airs. They're not live. I think she's gonna drop them all at once. Because mm. she's sick and she's probably working I on the I don't music. think all at once. <laughs> I think I, she, I said the same thing. Like well, money. I think what she might do, she'll drop them. She'll drop the other two digitally on Friday with Red, but then she'll put up pre-orders to order the physicals, and they'll chart later on once they start shipping. She's sick, and I know she's sick, and everyone <laughs> well, knows yeah. she's sick. So I mean, no one can put this past her because she she's definitely probably working on new music, and she wants to get these re-records out of the way, and she's like, give it to the girls and let's go. Also, she did say she had a lot like planned for this week. That's yeah, the only thing I'm a little skeptical about. I think honestly, a lot planned for this week means all of like you know her performances that she's doing, the actual release of Red, the music video, and I think she might might do a Taylor's version of Enchanted just because it's been trending on TikTok and whatnot. Like that, I wouldn't put past her, but an entire album. Two, even I don't think so. It just it just not smart business wise. Like you want to stretch that out. I think maybe by Christmas we could see another one. Maybe 
Maybe. We'll say. We'll see. We'll CBD. She is sick. She is married. Um, <laughs> she is holding me like water in her hands. But I don't. <laughs> you know what? Why did I come on here? <laughs> um, no, this is also a Farb uh, podcast. Yeah. It's fine. I'm a Farb too. So, I mean, Calling let's all do farbs. it. We're going to have do that think- episode one day. <laughs> Do we think Phoebe's getting a verse on TV? I put up a poll today on my personal Instagram and it's background vocals is winning. I I thought, I think I voted on your Twitter that it was just going to be background vocals, but based off what sh- she said about it, mm-hmm. I feel like she might get an actual verse. Yeah. Which, will, I mean, which will be groundbreaking. She's a big artist, so I feel like she's more likely to give her a verse versus, what was it, Marin Morris and um, even like Haim. I feel like I barely hear them on No Body, No Crime. Yeah, no. And the Dixie Chicks on Lover, they hardly did a thing. Oh, I forgot they were even... (laughs) Colby, our girl Colby for Breathe. That's a true collab, but she was like the moment when that was released, and Phoebe's the moment now. Again, she's very much background vocals, too. She doesn't get a verse. Background vocals. Yeah, but like, I feel like she really comes through. Hmm. (sighs) You know. The, the on on Taylor's on Scooter's version she comes through, but on Taylor's version I feel like she's even like you hear her less. Yeah. Maybe she had some like falling out with Colby and she's like, God, I have to have this bitch on my album. Let yeah. me just throw her in. It's fine. <laughs> it works. It works. It's she um, did it. In addition to rating the tracks, I think at the end we should communal communally. Yes. Yes. Um decide what's the best on it like average out our top ones and find what we can agree is the best um do the one that flops the most like the flop of the album yeah and then also the one where she came into the studio on this bitch mad as hell it might also be number one it might also be flop we'll have to see we'll have to say It's a very interesting album. Um, before we even go in, I also like, I want to pose for the three of us. Um, where were we all in in our time of life? How old were we? Mm-hmm. Where do we remember listening to it? I think that's really important for the original album. So Kay, let's start with you. Where? How old were you and where do you remember first listening to the album? So this came out in 2012. Yeah. Um, was, it was in the winter of 2012? It was in the fall. It was in the fall. Okay. So I was probably around 14 then. Um, I remember when I heard um, We Are Never Getting Back Together for the first time. We were picking up my, my cousin from her gymnastics thing at one of the high schools. And I was driving in my godmother's car. And the song came on. And I was like, she's back. She's back and she's like fully pop now. I was like, she's not really country anymore, is she? Um, and I do remember listening to this album a lot on the bus, like the late bus after school. Um, it was very much a fall, a fall album. Yeah, I get it must have come out in the fall because I remember listening to it in the fall. And this one, we had money at the time, so I did have the deluxe and I I took it. I you know, put the CD in my computer and I put it onto my phone from there. Um, and I'm trying to think 
I definitely have a crush that I associate with this album, which is yeah. interesting. <laughs> um, Cause I, they're still kind of in my life, but like not really. Cause I haven't spoken to them in a few years, but I still like know who they are. Um, yeah. And I actually saw this album on tour. I went to the red tour and you did. And I saw a gem of a photo from the tour. I will post the photo on, on the Twitter, possibly the Instagram. Cause yeah. I have a very interesting haircut it's, it's and gold. homemade shirt because yeah. if if you don't if you remember correctly um ed sheeran opened and so my sister and i made red shirts and it was like r was one color and then ed was two other colors because it's like the red tour but like ed sheeran we were sheeranators so we had to rep we forgive um, you yeah yeah sending love and light to pass listen K. no ed sheeran was like in his prime during this tour like he was opening but he could have been a headliner um like he was really blowing up this is when um plus was out and like x was i think just or multiply rather was just about to be released so like this is when he was still making music that wasn't flopping um and like was authentic and good <laughs> when divide came out i was like no but those two albums were good like plus still has a very firm place in my heart um, but that's where I was when it came out. So I too was in high school. Um, I was in my junior year of high school, 11th grade. And I wasn't like a super fan of Taylor at the time, but one of my good friends, Brittany was a really big fan of her and Red had just come out. And I remember her bombarding me to listen to it. I was just like, I mean, like, I don't care for her much. Like, I, I don't think I'm going to, like, and then she's like, no, like, I don't care what you mm. think. I don't care how you feel. She's like, you need to listen to this album. I was like, <laughs> okay. So I don't think I did write, <clears throat> I was um, bullied into it. Thank you, Brittany, for bullying <laughs> me into listening to Red. Um, and that's the album where, again, like I've always listened to her music in the past, was never like a really big super fan, but Red was the album that changed me and I became a Swifty. Red was that album. Um, I, I'm i trying to think of like one, like a song that I remember like specifically listening to for the first time and being blown away. I mean, at that time and up until like more recently, it was my favorite Taylor album for a long time. But then was replaced by more recent ones. Um, hmm. I mean, the opener, State of Grace, <clears throat> I remember Clear as Die, like listening to that. And I was just like, kind of what you were saying before, I was like, okay, like, goodbye country, mm-hmm. goodbye, hello. I mean, it's, it's still kind of there in this <clears throat> one in ways that in 1980, it has its it influences. Yeah, like there's a few, and I'll get into this when we go into our, our ratings and rankings, but there's a few like that seem like they could be like fearless era songs. Like it's very yes. reminiscent of those eras. Um, and all I'm going to say too is I remember her Grammy performance. Um, oh, on the piano? Yes, for All yeah. Too Well. We, we um, watched this like a few months ago. Yeah, and I remember like watching it that Grammys live, and actually my sister and my mom were in the living room with me watching, or maybe my sister wasn't there. I know my mom was definitely there. And I just remember they were like excited because like Taylor was on. They were excited for me because they knew I loved her, and just like watching that like song live because I didn't get to go to Red Tour. I just 
like at the end of the performance she looks over her shoulder with that face like i just fucked shit up yeah that's incredible (laughs) and and she did and she did she held this she held this in the palm of her hand all right um dave where were you when red came out how how old were you i was in kindergarten at the time um no i'm kidding (laughs) i am i'm i'm much older um, I was, uh, 2012 was the year I graduated from college, actually. So I was 22. Okay, came out. <laughs> I know, I know. But I was 22 when 22 came out. So That's, that's um, a But actually. Uh, Not to serve. Yes. But during this phase of my life, I, so I was a Swifty early on. I saw her during debut and I loved Fearless and all that. This was like the part where I was still closeted, this part of Taylor, and I had to pretend like I didn't like it as much, like I wasn't oh, a fan. Come on. So I, yeah, so I don't remember, like I remember hearing the songs and stuff, but I don't remember like a proper first listening. I mean, like the lead single was inescapable. I knew your trouble was inescapable, mm-hmm. and I heard all of the album at some point, but I don't, I don't know when, mm. when it was. But like, I definitely listened to it in some capacity, probably on my own, yeah, because I was still closeted and was like, I don't want people seeing me singing Twenty Two or something of that sort. Yeah, now that I think about it too, my whole like my phase or like my outward phase of like, oh, like I listened to her, but I'm not that into her. I was still very much closeted too. So I think that was like a big part of it. For my friends, like, you need to listen to Red. I'm like, ah, I'm trying to pull up that facade. Yeah. Like, eh, like, I'll give it a listen. <laughs> yeah. And then like, I'm like, I'm like in my bedroom under my covers with my headphones in, like listening to it. I almost do. And I'm just like, mouthing the lyrics quietly at like midnight yeah normalize <laughs> normalize hetero men being able to listen to taylor swift i mean even though they shouldn't I, be well to let them yeah i mean they're not gonna enjoy it on the same level but like they can have and fun. they shouldn't they shouldn't <laughs> yeah <laughs> um they wouldn't get it they wouldn't know what it's like to be a mirror ball um no I was a a teenage girl when this was released, so I had the privilege of being able to just love it without. Yes. So I'm sorry. I'm you know I'm glad that it's being re-released so you can fully enjoy it now at this stage in your life. I think that's beautiful. Exactly. I just wish you know I was still 22. I wish I was still 22. Well, me too. But I uh, unfortunately (sighs) turned 23 like a month ago. So. Struggles. It anyway. all goes downhill from there. Anyways, um, facts. I think facts. With this ranking, we are going to work backwards, correct? And work up to our number one. I was just going to go track by track like we did last time. Oh, okay. And then okay. list where that is on our ranking. And then at the end, we go through our rankings, like one to whatever. Okay. I'm. I also need to note, me and Craig had this conversation in the car, I think last weekend, is when you're when you're ranking a Taylor Swift album or anyone's album, really, you there's two variations, right, that you can make of it. There's a your personal favorite list, and then there's your objective what you think her best work is list. So I wanted to I wanted to cl- clarify that my list is my favorite. And it sometimes they overlap. Mm-hmm. Um like sometimes my favorite overlap with what I think her her best work is, but I wanted to to note that this is my favorite list, not objectively what I think her best work is. See, I have a point rank system, so I have three different categories in which it's a zero to three scale, um, and then I add them up. So I have 
a zero to three for nostalgia, you know, how nostalgic is this song for me? Zero to three for sonic value. You know, is it a bop? Is it moving? Is it, does it sound good? And then zero to three points for lyrics. So it's a mix of subjective and objective. I mean, it's still like to preference, but this allows for some songs that maybe I don't enjoy as much, but I can recognize are good to like float up to the top and maybe ones that I enjoy, but I know aren't everyone's cup of tea to be lower. So that's Yeah, I do a similar ranking system where I, um, I base it off of four different um, like notions. So I go by lyrics, like lyrically, mm-hmm. the song, sonically, how does it sound? Mm-hmm. And I, again, this is more personal, definitely, than objective, because like in terms of sonically, I can think something is sonically a masterpiece and someone else might not. Mm-hmm. Um, timeless, if if it's like a timeless song and it still holds, it still holds that weight. Okay. Um, and then my last category is vibes. Okay. It's a little more generic, but like, yeah, like what is the vibe? is the vibes there and vibes is so like such an umbrella term where there could be so many variations of it but like Mm -hmm. it's just one of those things I I feel in the moment okay I I don't I'm not mad at it yeah you know how I love my criteria so (laughs) yeah this is to me I'm glad we I'm glad we have all noted how we came up with this because mine has no point system I just looked at the track list and said you know what this is where she threw this is where she made the horsey's jog yeah yeah (laughs) all right Let's ride. Okay, girlies, let's let's just jump in. Um, so the opening track, State of Grace. What are you, what are your thoughts? Bangs. I mean, I think it's uh, I think it's in her top five, top three, maybe openers for mm, me. I would agree. Um, do I tell where it lands on my list at this point? We'll, we'll do that once we're done talking about the song. Okay. Yeah, we okay. always, so we, we t- I'm sorry, yeah. I should explain. We talk, we talk about the song a little bit, we digest, and then we all go through our rankings. For me, this song, again, I have to agree with Dave. I think it's very um, solid opener. Um, there's a lot of emotion in there. Mm-hmm. Um, lyrically, it's so beautiful. Um, with a lot of the songs, I picked out my favorite lyric. So for me State too. of Grace, I love the lyrics, so you were never a saint, and I loved in Shades of Wrong. Mm-hmm. I have the same one picture. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, we are the same person. She's we sure, the to lyrics of the, the pain, mosaic broken, broken heart. Yes, uh, I mean, yeah, I just the it's a lot of the lyrics are good. I mean, I love the lyrics where she says, "You come around and the armor falls, pierce the room like a cannonball." I mean, like who's writing that these days? No and one. Fire I four blue yeah. eyes. Come on, now come on now. <laughs> I just love I, how they're multifaceted. The lyrics too, like the lyric I just said, um, "You were never seen," but I loved in shades of wrong. Like, there's so many ways you can interpret that, those lyrics. It's just good. I I yeah. think this is a a perfect opener like it has it was recorded in a studio of course but it has that kind of stadium sound where it sounds like it's big and it's all-encompassing and like it's meant to be performed in a stadium but it still sounds so personal and sonically like precise in the studio 
Um, apparently this was a single. I don't remember it being a single, but like, okay. Um, yeah, I just, I think this is like a perfect opening. Yeah. I love this song. That's a yeah. good one. So let's, let's do our rankings. Where does everyone place it? Okay. So out of nine, I gave this song nine points and it's my number two. Wow. Yeah, okay. I I really wow. go hard for this one. <laughs> okay. This one for me comes in at number seven. On the too album. low. It's too so it's, low, but it's, it's okay. It's okay. It's, it's. I mean, it's like it's a little above the middle for me. But the I the for reference, I don't think I mentioned this. Red's in my top three Taylor albums. Yeah, it's part so, of my Holy Trinity. Okay. Yeah. So I love a lot of this album. So it's hard for me to like pick favorite children. Craig, where, where is it at for you? Baby? So same for me. I picked it at number seven. Wow. Yeah, it's placed at Whatever. number seven. <laughs> nope. It's, it's a, again, a really great song. And like, it won't, it will never be my favorite. I, the reason I think it lost its um, leverage is because I do not love it so much sonically as I do lyrically and like all those other categories I have. Sonically, I have it very low. I see sonically. I really enjoy the the, the sound of it. Yeah. That's what sonic means. Um, <laughs> but like, <laughs> she's like, uh, look up the definition. It's like the sound. Um, I just think like the drum beat and like the the backing vocals, all that stuff is just so. It's like it. My pulse is going. It's a great opener. Yeah, she like, gets it. On. She, she, she can wake up. That's like her alarm clock. She wakes up to that song in the morning and she's ready to go. I mean, it's a great song. It's a great opener. It's, like I said, it's probably in, um, I'm blanking right now, but I feel like it's probably in my top three openers from her. What do you, what albums. is your favorite opener? Uh, oh, that's really hard. Um, I really love the one. I think the one's underrated as an mm, opener. It really is. Um, that might be my favorite too. I think it, Lover, Cruel Summer should have been the opener and that would have been the winner of all of them. Um, I feel like it's good. It's, it has a good placement where it is on the album. Like it needs it at that point. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I've just, dis I've distinguished favorite closers, but I don't think I've ever picked a favorite opener. Mm. We'll, mm. we'll circle back on that. I would, yeah, yeah, I would say the one is up there. I know people don't, like it as much anymore but wait doesn't 1989 open with welcome to new york yeah mm -hmm. i think that is a good opener though because like it, it kind of describes the mindset that she was in for that album like being in new york and being a little bit more in tune with that way of life than her life in nashville and la and stuff um so i think it's like a very good opener to what the themes of the album are going to be but <laughs> So is the one, and so is State of Grace, so. Anyway. All right. Anyways, <laughs> are we ready for track two? Yes. The oh, title oh, track. Oh, oh my God. The title track, Miss Red. Oh no, I will role. introduce her. The, the titular, <laughs> you know I'm a sucker for a titular role, and mm -hmm. this one does not fall short for me. I love Red. Oh. I <laughs> This. I love Red. Um, You're right. You should say it. I, I will say it. I will die on that hill. I love the song. Um, I It is 
just just a little instrumental in the in the beginning like i it's serotonin is it a banjo it sounds like a banjo i think, I think so i think it's distorted banjo or some yeah it's sort. serotonin straight to the brain oh. that's what it is my favorite lyric is faster than the wind passionate is sin oh. ending so suddenly just the way that she describes sin as passionate and like how taboo that is but how she normalizes that i'm like you go miss freaky blonde so she girl would have been Incredible. great in the salem witch trials she would have caused them she would have <laughs> i think well i mean she basically is a modern day witch trial <laughs> the amount she's gone through and the amount she's put her fans through. She's inspired hysteria in so many she women has. across New England. <laughs> yeah, she really has. Um, um, see, I, yeah, I mean, don't love Red as much. Oh, I think it's just a little hackneyed and a little bit too basic in the lyrics and the sound. Um, again, it is from like the lyrics very much resonant of like her fearless era which isn't a bad era for her lyrics but they're just a little bit more subdued and surface level than her later stuff is um you know that being said i still enjoy it it's still a good track it's just like when i think of my favorite tracks like it's never gonna come to mind for this specific album, oh, you see, I think it, I think it's like a, a perfectly crafted pop song. Before, I do too. And, it, and it was early on in her pop career, and I think it's important to note that, like, between this one and we'll get to "I Know You Were Trouble" later on, is these were like fence posts for like where she started to really like experiment with the pop sound and like where she does that voice distortion in red. I don't like it in this song though. Uh, I think it's better I, utilized I, in other parts of this album and in 1989. I mean, yeah, I, I, I can see that, but you have to agree though that like this, it, without this, some of her later stuff may not exist without her. No, that's true. Like it's it's too. necessary. Like it's, it's kind of like the way that I view some of the tracks in Reputation where it's like, they're not my cup of tea, but they were necessary for her evolution. She had to get mm. past that kind of bump in the road to get to the excellence later. So I can appreciate yeah. them for that. But are they ever going to be the thing I tune to first? Fuck no. <laughs> um, okay, now I need I need to know where this is this is um, in your ranking. I'm just so curious and I'm so hor I'm scared. Sixteen, she's gonna say. No, it's number eleven. <laughs> oh. That hurts. Hey, that hurts. Oh no, my gungles are so upset with me. <laughs> I need to get a LaCroix hang on. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm He's drinking a hibiscus one. LaCroix myself. Oh, she has a hibiscus LaCroix. Does she? She does. What's Dave's favorite flavor? Dave, what's your favorite flavor? Kay is asking. The beach plum one that came out this summer is really good. I haven't had that one. I haven't had that many. That I'm, I'm a novice LaCroix drinker. I've had only a few flavors. I've had hibiscus, uh, pamplemousse. I've had like a few, I think I had a lime one. That one wasn't that good. I'm like not yeah, the there's lime. citrus. FYI, we are not sponsored. Uh, if they want to sponsor us, <laughs> yes, I would please. love it. I would too. 
Um, so we're just throwing it out to the, you know, there's like a lot of sponsors we talk about, Letterboxd being one of them, <laughs> LaCroix being another, HBO, like we'll, we'll just keep them in rotation. Taylor Nation. Taylor Nation. Yeah. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll keep them in our, uh, our rotation cycle and it will come to fruition. So Dave, where did you put your ranking for Red? Uh, I mean, she, this song bangs this, the bridge, all of it, everything, the chorus, this comes in at number three for me. Wow, this is number three. It's it's a it's a really good song. The the way I feel inside when it comes on. I just... I'm not saying that's wrong. Like I think that's totally valid. If and your list is subjective, so that's fair. Craig, where did you put this? I put her as my number one. Oh, wow. See that? I take it oh, with. Oh, <laughs> I think oh, you're better than that. I'm crying. <laughs> I'm throwing up, vomiting, shitting my pants. Red, red. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, yeah. Red is my number one. There's like I cannot describe the feeling, and like it's not even like I get like pumped up and I'm like throwing my head across like my car and like flipping out, but it's just I like my my. My body is levitating, my skin is vibrating, and I have reached nirvana. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you do you. Live your truth. Yeah. We're on our own paths. I'm telling you, I'm a sucker for the titular role, and I stay consistent. You know, the song bangs. I can't say you're wrong, but I just, song. it's not my number one, but it's. And that's okay. Mm. All right. Oh, wow. All right. Let's go into, this let's is... go into some dangerous territory. You see what I did mm. there? I, I like wink, it. I wink. like it. Yeah. <laughs> we are going to talk about track three, Treacherous. Treacherous? I was like looking at some of the, the facts and like the, the trivia about some of these songs. Someone said the song is about Harry Styles. I don't know about that. Uh, I think it's about Carly, but that's my insane oh, brain. Oh, are you a gayler? <laughs> <laughs> that, you know what? Let's move along. He very much <laughs> is. He talks. <laughs> He talks about Carly and Taylor way too much. And no, he, here's the thing. No, here, you're making it sound like I wake up in the morning and I'm like, baby, <laughs> do you hear about Carly and Taylor? You do reference them pretty often. No, it's like once a month, maybe. Oh, no, we just talked about them a few days ago. Okay. Yeah, anywho. I was I'm just listening to a podcast where they were talking about Gaylor blind items, so, you know. If we're going to ship any, like, homoerotic Taylor, it's going to be Taylor and Diana. I was about to say, it's going to be Diana. Yeah. Well, anyways. Anyways. Treacherous, <laughs> Treacherous is incredible. One of my favorite bridges on the album. When she, when the two headlights shine part comes in, I'm just Ooh. like levitating. Soul Ooh. leaves the body. Ooh. Oh, oh I, so I turn in, yes, I turn into those two headlights have... shining and I'm like, <laughs> my favorite lyrics in here as nothing safe is worth the drive and i would follow oh. you follow you home like oh way, you're so right the way she ate that uh-huh and for what and for and what? what okay so here's the thing oh, great fuck. bridge i'm gonna i'm gonna hate whatever you're about to say Greg. I oh, know it's gonna it. be sick it's gonna be no, disgusting it's so a great bad. bridge i'm just not as obsessed with it as everyone else is it's a great lyrically great bridge objectively like we were talking about before subjective objective i can say objectively phenomenal bridge um i think there's so many other underrated gem of lyrics in that song so for me my favorite lyric that i picked out that i wrote down I love in the first verse where she says, till the gravity is too much. Like, yeah, I think it would be like, 
Holy fuck. Or uh, holy what's her face. Like, oh my God. Uh, what the fuck? That's uh, Sandra Bullock. No pun I was trying to make a gravity <laughs> pun, but I couldn't think of Sandy Bullock's name. This sucks. Sandy Bullock? Miss Sandy Bullock, of course. And her screaming her ass off in space. <laughs> <laughs> that movie's so unhinged. Anywho, I think that's such a powerful lyric. Mm. And this whole song is pa- it's a powerhouse. Even though it's a softer song, it is a, a powerhouse. It, it can feels. move mountains. It can move mountains. Yeah. It could change the world. It has so much um, longevity. It, mm-hmm. yeah. Where, where are we ranking her? For me, so the point value I gave to this one is an 8.5. So she's number four on my list. Okay, number four. You're not wrong. She's at number five on my list, so we're close Mm there. Hey, we we are besties once again. She's at four. What are you about to say? What are you about to say? Wow. She's at four for me. Oh, she's at four. Okay. I thought you were going to say something awful. No, we're besties again. We're we're, we're matching. Okay. I thought you were trying to. Get on my good side before you disappointed me by saying uh, no, 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 no. remember yeah, I'm she, your friend. Yeah, she she's at number four as well. Okay. Yeah. This is I the mean, closest we've all got to yeah. one song being. Yeah. Okay. She is good. Mm. She is good. All right. Wow. Now to after rating it four to track number four. Mm-hmm. We have I knew you were trouble. Full stop. This is she's only used punctuation on a few songs this is one of them unfortunately the one featuring the person i'm not going to mention has an exclamation point in it does she have any other songs with punctuation besides like Uh, commas and stuff uh so it goes and ready for it have the ellipses Mm -hmm. in the beginning yeah a few songs have ellipses because uh what's it face the bonus track on this one too come back be here as ellipses Nobody, no crime has a comma. Yeah, I mean, like at the end of it. Oh, I'm doing, I'm like digging really quick through my. I think this is one of the only ones. Anyway. Yeah. It's, 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 uh, it's a great song. I mean, like I said, it's important in the history of the herstory of Taylor Swift because <laughs> the whole, you know, the whole reputation album might not have happened if she never experimented with this sound. Mm-hmm. Well, this is not my favorite on the album. It's, no. I mean, it's, it's, it's great. It's a, it's a great pop song. It's, it know, is it a really good need. pop song. It was what it needed to be at the time. I at think it time. hasn't, it hasn't aged so well. It has not aged well. Lyrically, mm-hmm. not her finest. No. Um, it, it it just lacks a little bit of luster. She's still, like you said, it's fun. It's cute. It was great for the moment. The moment has passed. However, what I will say, and I will stand by this, her version of this at the 1989 mm-hmm. tour right. lives in my mind rent-free. Yeah, she turned this into like a dark, brooding, Version. I remember now because I did go to that tour as well. Uh, when she did the bridge live and she extends the when the saddest fear comes creeping in when the saddest fear and she and like she extends the bridge on the live version it really uh, just, 
Hmm. Sent me. She at least she's breathing she, new life into it. Like she realizes, yeah, okay, it's not. She does that with a lot of her songs when she brings them back for tour. She like that's good. revamps them or remixes them or yeah. like mashes them up with another song. So that's why like she's she's very calculating. She's very smart. I'm glad she did that because again, that version lives in my head rent free. If that was gonna be on a, like a vault track, like re-recorded in that, sign me up. I would I would sign my blood. I might sign my name in blood. I'd sign my blood. Sign my blood. Sign my name in blood, and I will dedicate my, myself to the religion that is that version. Mm. But alas, we don't. So, what are we rating her? Well, folks? I first also wanted to mention that it. it I feel like okay. it gets extra emotional points, like not actually points in my rating, but extra emotional points because isn't our boy in the music video? Do you know who the boy in the music video Reeve, is? Mr. Reeve Carney. It's our boy, Mr. Reeve Carney. Friend of the pod, Reeve Carney. <laughs> oh, we talk about him a lot on the pod. We really do. Well, he's a we musician. Could be, could be walking down the street. I wouldn't know a thing. Yeah, so. Sorry to that man. Sorry. I'm sorry to that man. Not for you. This one thing yeah. is for us. <laughs> it's for us, not for you. So we talk about him a lot on the pod. He will be a guest one day. We are manifesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so this one is number 14. On my on my list. Okay. For me, very close for me. I put it at number thirteen on my list. Wow. Mm. Okay, she's at number nine on mine. Oh wow. That's that's very very nice <laughs> of you to do. Well, I, I I mean it's you know I weighed in some of the the cultural impact on Taylor yeah, that it has. That's fair. Into my into my ranking. That's fair. No, like I think when people think of this album, they're gonna they're gonna think of this song um just because it was like one of the lead singles but i just think compared to the other stuff on the album not as good yeah great okay let's take a breather before we go into this next one okay (laughs) all right i don't i ain't got shit to say i got a lot to say we're going into our, our our track five um, it's it's all too well. Now it is. Oh. I this one I couldn't even like have my 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 ranking system. It just it bursts the scales. <laughs> I this is named as one of Taylor's best songs of all time, if not like top three. All time, yeah. It just is. It's. I re, do you remember, Craig? We were talking. You were talking about how she had a ten-minute version of one of her songs in the vault, and I was like, "It's got to be all too well." It's got to. Yeah, be- I knew it was. Oh well, I didn't know. Sorry. Anyway, I was like, <laughs> I got the mind of a, a what you might call it a mastermind. Like I'm so creative like that. Anyway. <laughs> And then I also, you kept on saying that fucking 1989 was going to be the next one. And I said, no, it's going to be red and it's going to have that 10 minute version of All Too Well. And you were like, okay. And then lo and behold, here we are. (sighs) Anyway, I also predicted that the 10 minute version would destroy me. And we're going to find out on Friday. (laughs) I am predicting it will. Uh, I'm going to be under covers, <laughs> also going into witness protection with Jake after this is released. Um, 
what do, what do you have to say about it? I want to know who's going to be checking in on Jake Gyllenhaal on Friday. I'm telling you, that man the doesn't FBI. care. <laughs> <laughs> he, should the care FBI. he should. <laughs> He, he should, but I'll tell you what, that man probably doesn't even know this version's coming out. He's I, like, you know what? What is red? <laughs> He's like, why is everyone talking about me on on the social medias? Truly. Why am I trending truly. on Twitter? I told everyone I, mean, I showered. Can they leave me alone? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, why am I getting all these hate tweets? Mm. Um, okay. Listen. Listen, listen. I'm everyone. on Team K here. I, I mean, this is, it's a masterpiece. It's immaculate. Taylor did what she needed to do. It's so well written. It's, it makes you feel everything. It just, mm. you just do. I, I know Craig's about to spew a bunch of uh, <laughs> nonsense. So I want to make sure that it's out there that I agree with K before he starts speaking on this. And I'm not, <laughs> you know, go on. Go ahead, baby. Okay. Objectively, phenomenal song. I can agree, definitely in her top 10 songs of all time. Personally, I still love the song. I was obsessed with it, when it, obsessed with that song when it first came out. I think it was probably my favorite song of hers when it first came out. Um, not to say like it's, again, not to say it still isn't, however, I think emotionally I've detached from the song so much over the years. And it's, I, I know it's so hard when like songs are so personal to people, but like it's lost that personal touch for me. It's again, still a great song and I still appreciate it. However, I have more emotional connectivity to other songs than this song. See, subjectively, I just like, I can't tear myself away from this. Like, it meant so much to me then and it's like it's multifaceted like it's about intense heartbreak but it's also about like personal identity and all this other stuff um it's it's just a master class in like dramatic songwriting like the build the fall and then the build back up is just so masterfully done it's lyric genius i mean oh it is I have my favorite lyric written down. Is it? Um, is it? <laughs> yes, I almost <laughs> as a joke, but the entire song. <laughs> no, so my favorite lyric from the song, and again, like like I'm saying, like I know everyone, especially you two, love this song, Immaculate. I agree. It's not it's not my favorite song. However, I like to be my old self again, but I'm still trying to find it. One of her best lyrics she's ever written, it's for sure. Good. Yeah, I could I could wholeheartedly say that one of her best lyrics it's i mean this song and i feel like in like 25 30 years down the line this is going to be considered like a, a a pop rock ballad power ballad classic like mm -hmm. it already is become it already has become like a cult classic it's been canonized her, yeah yeah in her in her little area but it's it's about to gain even more recognition with the taylor's version coming out and then the short film I, I fear for 30 years from now the power that this song will have because it will have it's it's gonna go down in the ranks as one of the oh best for sure Fun, okay so funny enough one of my friends my friend not Kay but my friend Kate just texted me out of the blue and this has to do with red this is perfect she just said she's so out of like the loop 
she's not a Swifty. So she said, so is Taylor re-releasing Red because I'm going to throw up and cry? <laughs> and to which, I just to which I just respond right now, yeah, Friday, baby girl, where have you been? Seriously, where has she been? Um, Clearly my, not on the internet. My favorite lyric is a part of that, like, kind of uh, emotional exaltation in that build. You call me up again just to break me like a promise. So casually mm -hmm. cruel in the name of being honest. I'm a crumpled mm -hmm. up piece of paper lying here because I remember it all, all too well. Uh. Like that hit me where it hurt when I was... <laughs> a 13 14 year old on the bus in the morning like leaning my head against the window it hits the same as a 23 year old like sitting at my desk i'm like sobbing i literally as i was re-listening to this album and listening to this track i was sobbing like it is so rare for a song to do that to me and it did that it was rare i was there mm-hmm <laughs> Um, all right, so now like we've built up so much suspense, I need to know where you where you both we know where you know where this lands on both of ours. What, what are you gonna ask him for? It's number one, it's number yeah. one, it's number one, baby. This is this is the one where this it has it. to be. This is the masterpiece of the album, Craig. Whatever you're about to say, I fear for your safety, just like I fear for James. <laughs> I fear, I do really fear for my safety. Um, I fear for my relationship with both of you. <sighs> this isn't the top three. We better start packing. We're about to, yeah, we're about to get the breakup live. A live breakup, <laughs> you guys. Oh, brother. Okay, I, I need to say this. It's not too late cannot... to change rankings. <laughs> do not. You cannot physically hurt me on the podcast because this is being recorded. I'm not going to fit. You make it sound like I do that off air. <laughs> Sick. <laughs> I do not do that for everyone listening. Okay. All Too Well is rated at number six. It could have been worse. But it's still not good. <laughs> yeah, she's very close to being a top five. Again, like I, you you have to listen like i said when this album first came out she was my number one but again emotionally it just doesn't attach to me like it used to and like you just said i think he's gonna lyrics gonna make it real quick um like the way Kay was like, describing this song and how like you're sobbing just listening to it at your age now 23 and it has that same like it doesn't have that same effect for me and there's others it's very rare for a song to do that as you said and it's again I, it is one of her best songs but for me personally where i am in this time 2021 it is at number six and i can sleep i can sleep at night but you won't. for all those who and your last <laughs> and your last <laughs> and your last leave oh man oh this is a this really took down the mood uh, anyways okay, I, I can i have so many people who want to be my co-host that it'll be easier replacing <laughs> <you>. <laughs> yeah uh, it was nice knowing all of you. No. Okay. Anyway, let's move on to our next track where hopefully we'll um, be all on the same page. 
um, which is 22. By the way, in the album, like, this is such emotional whiplash. Like, you go from this power ballad, just like, mm-hmm. I've just suffered the worst heartbreak of my life. Next track. I'm partying with a girl. This is my 22nd birthday. It's like, yep. what? You're sick. You're sick and twisted. Anyway. I mean, that's that's one of the reasons I love this album, though, is I think Taylor has said in an interview, she wanted it to feel like when you go through a breakup where you're, like, happy and sad and your moods fluctuate so we're like drastically at the same time yeah so it's like i mean she purposely did it and i've heard like people like talk trash on it they're like she didn't know how to sequence this album and i was like no no she knew what she was no, doing she knew exactly again, what she was doing. again she is a business mogul she's, i've said it so many times on the pod i say it so much in real life she's a business mogul first and foremost she knows what she's doing mm-hmm. she knows exactly what she's doing okay 22 is a cultural moment, right? Any yes. anyone who turns 22 is gonna be popping all the body parts to this. I was They're singing this in Quarquar. They are going to be posting it as their Instagram caption. They're gonna be putting it on their story with the little snippet of this song. Mm-hmm. It it holds the weight of cultural impact. Yeah, I definitely you can give agree. her that. We can give her that. Yes, the impact is there. I will say it's a fun song. Impact's there. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it lyrically. She's not cute. No, it's it a feels- little bit too. It's very much in its moment. Like it is. It could only have yeah. been written in 2012. In 2012, it feels like a perfect night to dress up like hipsters and make fun of our exes. Uh-oh. Oh. I, that might be. <laughs> that just might be one of the worst lyrics ever written. I'm sorry, Ted. Um, yeah, I have yeah, my yeah. favorite lyric in this song pulled out as, who's Taylor Swift anyway? Ew. Because that's such a funny lyric. Because even in 2012, like, people knew who Taylor Swift was. No one, who the fuck is saying And people that, actively hated on her then. Probably more like, than now. Just saying, oh, that's Taylor Swift. Ew, that would make sense. But who's Taylor Swift anyway? Girl, this entire she's, song is a She's lie. able to make fun of herself. <laughs> the logic is not here in the song. I don't even believe that you're 22 now. Nope. <laughs> I'm glad it's she had a good though. 22nd birthday because her 21st. We'll get into it later. But. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, Jake, yeah. count your blessings because... <laughs> If, if it had been me who, you know, you were my ex, you wouldn't have a career anymore. You wouldn't have a career, period. He wouldn't have a song either. No career, no but song, he'd like be six feet under. It, no, if I did date Jake Gyllenhaal, I would probably write like three albums about it. So honestly, this is underreacting <laughs> on her part. Yeah, <laughs> I would write more. I, I'd probably make like a full length uh, feature film about it. I'd write I novels. would novels. A I would be I would be acting the fuck up. <laughs> I wouldn't know how to act. Anyway. Um, Anyways, um, where are we ranking her? I have her at number twelve. I have her at number thirteen. And I have her at number fourteen. Okay. Wow. So Sequenced. she's she's pretty low. Yeah, um, she's pretty low. Again, has her moment. In 2021, it's just not the same. Like, I almost, there's some of these songs that are like, I don't even want to hear them re-recorded. I'm like, you don't have to do that, sweetie. It's okay. <laughs> like, like some of her, I'm like, 
or even when she gets to like later albums like you don't have to do bad blood again you don't have to do yeah. it it's okay we don't need it yeah we don't need we don't need shake it off either i know Craig oh, does, but mm, we don't we really we don't, don't. Need it. we don't baby We're y'all are on. sick for that i've heard it three million times in my life mm-hmm. go to a white wedding and you'll hear it baby you don't need a taylor's <laughs> version oh i need taylor i need mm, y'all are anyway. sick for that Anyways, we are going to go into our next track, which is track number seven. I almost do. Holy motherfucker. God almighty. This one's incredible. It's underrated. It's underrated. It's it's beautiful. It's perfection. It's show stopping one of a kind never seen before. I love her. I love her. Yeah, it's, it's. I'm not her biggest fan. She's a little bit of a snoozer for me. A little bit of a fearless era, like confusion in the studio on this day. Like it's a good song. It doesn't sound like it belongs on this album whatsoever. I I strongly disagree. Mm. I think it belongs perfectly on this album. I think it belongs on like fearless or something like that it's not no, it's no. like a, it's i will say the bridge fantastic the rest mm, it's okay it's okay to be wrong see this see i love the song I, I think it's more mature than anything on fearless because it's more um it, it feels like a more mature relationship than any of the relationships she sang about on Fearless. Yeah. Like where she's talking about the man sitting in the chair by the window. But sonically, or it could be a woman. it's just like not there for me. Lyrically, I yes. Mean, Sonically, mm. Listen, I'm an acoustic bitch. We know this first and foremost. I am, I am a not. ballad. I am a ballad hoe and acoustic bitch. I'd be saying this on the podcast many times. Mm-hmm. So... When this song comes on, those horses are jogging. The horses are jogging. <laughs> yeah. They are going. Uh-oh. They they are making loops. I've seen it around the perimeter. My yeah. favorite lyric. We gotta pull her up. It has to do with that first verse, and it comes again in the outro. I bet you're sitting in your chair by the window, looking out at the city, and I bet sometimes you wonder about me, like. It's just so picturesque and so cinematic, that verse, that lyric, where you can imagine this relationship that, like, it had its good and bad moments, it's over, and he has moved on, like, physically, like, maybe locationally as well, and wherever he is in a stage of life, like, he's able to reflect back on these moments, and I think there's something so poetic about that, and... I can attest that where I've been there myself. And that's why I love that lyric so much because I relate to it so much. And that's why I love the song so much. Yeah, my my favorite lyric from it is, I bet it never ever occurred to you that I can't say hello to you and risk another goodbye. That's um, good. Because, because man, that one just hits because there have been times where I'm like, should I text that person in my past? And I'm like, yeah. do I want to go through hanging out with them again just to like feel that shattered, be become a crumbled up piece of paper again? No, but I almost do. I almost do. I think my, it's a I think it's a unique song. My favorite lyric is um, and I confess, babe, in my dreams you're touching my face because it reminds me of Freddy Krueger. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and and I also, think, yeah. 
I think if you view it through the lens of like this is a song about uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, that's <laughs> that's hot. I it makes me love the song even more. Thank you. I need that. You're I thought welcome. you were gonna say. I thought you were gonna say it reminded you of Phoebe when you, she's dreaming and he touches her leg and she mm. insists. But see, yeah. now I do I interpret Phoebe in a different song though. I interpreted this as he's touching my face. I thought we were going to re rehash, relive your amazing dream the other night uh, with Jason Sudeikis. Oh, I wasn't going to go into it, but I, oh, I read to tell you last night. I also had a dream about Jason Sudeikis. That's two nights in a row. Oh he's my gosh. She... Like the freaking bogeyman. <laughs> <laughs> she, she living her, her truest fantasy and I am here for it. Oh, Oh my goodness. Mm. You do what you gotta do. What a life. She lives the life. God gives anyway. his greatest dreams to his horniest little soldiers. <laughs> uh, <laughs> me next. Anyways. Um, where where do you guys have this on your ranking? So I almost do comes in at number three for me. She's number four on mine. I fear. <laughs> I fear for your well-being. Too. I very much fear for my well-being. This is number sixteen. Oh wow! Sixteen. <laughs> that's the last song. That's the the, the album has sixteen tracks. Yeah, it does. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, we need to, we need a bad breakup. You we need you to go through. I hope Jason Sudeikis doesn't come tonight. I hope you don't get him, and I hope he almost does. <laughs> oh my gosh listen heartbreak is on the horizon um you know, it'll probably I, I to... hit later and then and then she'll come crawling back to us after that bad heartbreak and yeah. like, i do i do like that song we have to edit the episode <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh i'm i'm really i'm really surprised by this i when you were talking and, and i could tell you weren't a big fan of it but I didn't think it would be the last song just, on the album. It just album. doesn't do anything for me, unfortunately. I wish I liked it, but I just don't. I mean, I, yeah, that's more forgivable than him putting all too well at six. So no, exactly. That's what I'm saying. You're, is it? No, is it, it, is. It, is. it is. No, because I didn't put all too well at 16. Baby, it is. Okay. No, but like, it deserves top three at least. Like, Thank that's... so much. Anyway, this is, it can't get worse than this, right? <laughs> this yeah, we, we can only go up from here. <laughs> I hope so. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, All right. So, a song about our podcast, um, We Are Never Ever Getting Back Together. <laughs> like ever. <laughs> Track number eight. Um, I really don't have any notes about her. She was... I believe the first single released for Red, correct? She was. Mm -hmm. She was released, I remember, over the summer. Mm -hmm. And then the That's album came out in the fall. Yes, because I remember listening to this song for the first time because I was at a friend's house for like a pool party or something. And one of her friends came and was like, oh my God, did y'all hear that new Taylor Swift song? It's so good. And played it for us. And I was like, yeah, this kind of bops. This is really different from her. Like, that's when I think like, everyone in the world was like, <clears throat> different sound. Like, whoa. Like, everyone was a little bit shook by it. Um, she's fun. What can I say? The music video, 
I will always remember that little moment. She's fun. Nice. She gets a good point. She gets a good point across. A little fun storytelling. Um, how could we forget when she performed this at what award show was it? Wasn't it at the Grammys? No, I don't remember. It's when it was the year before All Too Well, I think. Might have been also the VMAs. She might have done it at. I don't remember. All I remember was the sexual tension of One Direction being in that room and her performing this and faking that British accent, right? And oh. looking and yeah. looking Harry dead in the eyes. That was now that, a lot. That was a moment. That was camp. <laughs> it was. And mm. may I say, what a move, what a power move. It was interesting. Um, I I really do enjoy this one. It's very fun, very of that moment. Um, I like it. I don't actually, I don't always love it when she does like that talking thing in her songs. Like she does that, I feel like a lot in her earlier stuff where she'll just start like, she'll like throw in a few yeah. spoken lines and like almost like half of the bridge is her talking in this one. But it's really fun in this one. Like it, I like it. Um, like it's very intentional and it, it serves its purpose very well. Yeah. And it's like, it was a moment then um, yeah. where like, I feel like in look what you made me do. It's just bad. It's good in this. Oh, let, let us not slander on reputation like that. I listen, I'm coming around to reputation. That song is a sin and not like in the hot way. The look what you made me do is in my mind 10 times better than we are never getting back together as a lead single. But that's that's me. Also, like it was a cultural reset. It like was. it like it was that moment where like literally she fell off the face of the earth. Everyone fucking hated her. And she came back, blacked out the me social oh, media, the music video, the snake, and then I, that song. It was so performative, Taylor though. And I was like, I want, I need Taylor, like Taylor needs to come back because the whole reason we got into this mess is because Taylor was coming out. The fact that she's coming back with Taylor, it just proves the point. That's my cultural analysis on that moment. Anyway, we're getting off Anywho, topic. <laughs> we are, we, we got to stop with the reputation yeah. slander, but yeah. what do, what, what do we rate this track everyone? I have this one at number eight, which is higher than I thought it was going to be, but it's up I have there. It at number fourteen. Number fourteen on mine. Wow, that's fair. A little bit of pain. I have her at number eight as well. I think it's fair to have her pretty low, because I don't think it's it hits the same anymore. Yes, it, it's like wait, it's like a roller coaster. It comes and goes. Like there was a moment I want to say like a few months ago where I was listening to the song on loop. Because it was just like in my head, it was fun, like yeah. it's catchy, and like there's moments where like I can rock out so hard to this song. I mean, yeah, it's a, it's it's fun. I like it. I don't hate any Taylor song. It's fun. I like it. I feel like it's just very like immaturely done compared to a lot of her material. Like yeah. the way it's written, the way it's executed. It's the, a Taylor the, song. Honestly, it's not Taylor. Yeah, yeah it's it's very. 
it could be on Kids Bop, and you wouldn't, you know, you wouldn't know it. Is it the most Taylor on this song? It on this album, rather. It might be the most Taylor that she gets on here, but yeah. And then maybe I knew you were trouble. Those are like the only yeah. two real Taylor songs here. This is the most Taylor though, and even then, it's tame in comparison to uh, someone reputation. Anyway. Anyways, back into <laughs> our next track, number nine, which is Stay, Stay, Stay. And before we even get started, there is going to be a lot of fighting right now because I already, very knew. Different- I already knew it was coming. There's, there's no fighting. There's no fighting. I think this is one of Taylor's worst songs. I don't hate it. I think it's just, it's the same as We Are Never Getting Back Together, but worse. It's like very immature and like, it, it sounds like it could be on... Like Peppa Pig could be, Peppa Pig could do incorrect. this song on her album. It's and, just, it's just incorrect. cheesy. It's yeah, fine. he just doesn't get it. He doesn't understand happiness. Exactly. I, I do understand happiness. <laughs> no, he does not. Do you understand happiness? The song by Taylor Swift. <laughs> <laughs> this um, is it. One of her best songs? No. It's is it so one of her fun. worst songs? No. It's so fun. For the people who hate on it, like I'm, I don't know who, who hurt, hurt you? you in a past life. I don't know. I like fun songs. I think me is a lot more fun than this. Oh, one. that's a take. And a I, wrong I, I, one. That, we, that is a take. It's true. I didn't I'd even want to speak about that song. I don't want to even talk <laughs> about it. <laughs> if I've had like two glasses of wine, I go to my closet and put a wig on. And I want to bop around to like one of these Taylor like fruity songs. I'm putting on me over "Stay, Stay, Stay," and I'm oh, gonna whip my wig around. That's and a I'm hate gonna crime. Hit. That's that's gay on gay violence. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm just I'm just speaking my truth here. I'm speaking my truth. I, but I go on, nevertheless. And stay, stay, stay right. <laughs> I do too. A lot of Swifties don't. He's one of them. I will die on the hill of stay, stay, stay. It's a fun song. It does what it needs to do. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's very. It's. I agree with everything. It's sensitive. It's, it's fun. It's. It's like I don't know. <sighs> the lyric. Um. All those times that you didn't leave. It's been occurring to me. I'd like to hang out with you my whole life. It's like that kind of young feeling of like oh I could marry this person or like I just want to hang out with you all the time like that pure like love that you have for someone at the beginning of a relationship before things go bad like oh Mm -hmm. I'd do anything to feel that and like to have to be crazy the way that I am and have someone stay anyway like it's an aspirational song for me and I think it's it's so sweet like it's it. It's like the way I felt about Craig before he told us is all too well ranking. <laughs> You're don't, Lord, don't, love you. don't try to kiss me. You're saying just got swerved. I love you. I love. I love very much. Um, um, no, I agree, and I want to be clear because people always think I hate the song when I say this. I just think it's one of her weaker songs. I don't hate anything. No, the fact that you you like it less than me means that it's like hatred on my level. Yeah, I, I, that song I, love, I think is cancerous. Me is fun. It's so no, me caused the coronavirus outbreak. <laughs> <laughs> what I um, wrote down for this was in verse two. I love 
the lyric where she says, before you, I only dated self-indulgent takers who took all their problems out on me. I love the wordplay of that. It is so fucking smart. It's so. It's not giving, it's taking. <laughs> it's taking. It, like, it's, and like, I don't know. It's a really, again, it's a lyric I relate to. It's something I've had in my past. Like, I, I and it's one of those things where like, I just automatically assumed, like, oh, we've all been there, but it's not true. Not everyone's been there. But, mm-hmm. you know, I've had people in my life who, like, that's all they would do is, like, take um, from you. But then also literally turn it around and throw it back at you. So it's just so like poetic. And again, that wordplay and it's like, it just paints such a vivid picture. And like, what's so great about this song is like, it is like, it has that cutesy sound, but a lot of the lyrics are like kind of dark. Like that, like if you think about like this relationship a past beforehand that's not so great. Yeah. yeah a really dark like abusive past so like she's like surprised part. that someone's hanging around this time yeah <laughs> i don't know i again is it going to be at the top of my ranking this song no but i do stand by her and i think she deserves more appreciation mm-hmm. i have her as my number seven I have her as my number 11. 16. And listen, am I going to say, oh, you're sick in the head, you're done? No, because I get it. What a shame she's fucked in the head, I said. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, like, I think that's fair. Everyone's entitled to their opinions. Even if we made it through. I think it would be fair own. if you put it at 15. To each their own. To each their own. We yeah. go. We, we roll on. Keep going. All right. <laughs> Number 10. We got a feature the yeah. last time featuring Gary Lightbody from Snow, Snow Patrol. Snow Patrol, yeah. Yeah. Um, Snow. What can I say? Um, I, I love this track so much. It's one of my favorite collabs that Taylor has ever done. I think it has unnecessary criticism from people who say like their voices don't go together. I'm like, are we listening to the same song? Cause I think they definitely do. Literally when people are like, Oh yeah. Yes. Like I don't understand people who don't, if you get it, you get it. If you don't, you don't. Yeah. Clearly you don't. So I I, I do feel bad for you, but there's also the door. There's the door, bitch. Literally. Um, their voices blend so beautifully together. Lyrically, it is such a strong song. Again, like I said, like I, this is the hill I will die on. I joked about it before about a few other songs. No, I will die on the hill of the last time. Mm-hmm. It is I, one of my favorite collabs she has ever done. I stand by that. That fucked up Rolling Stone um, ranking had this one so low. Like whoever wrote that article, trust you will be dealt with. Because yeah. that's rancid, rancid vibes at your desk. The way, yeah, the way that this just rang so low in the Rolling Stones article is sick and twisted. Sick and twisted. I I can't get behind that. 
I, I will say with this song, I, I love the use of repetition in this song, considering the subject matter about it being the last time. And at the end, they just keep her use of repetition, just doing it. This is the last time. This is the last. And they keep saying it to like it's contrast not the last with time. <laughs> yes, that's that's like the brilliance of it. I think yeah. this is, it's a it's a glimmer of brilliance. I don't it's not my favorite song. But it I is. Like it. I think it's the track I'm looking forward to the most for the re-records, honestly, because I wow, yeah, I this song, the uh, okay, this might be crazy. The way y'all feel about all too well is how I f- almost feel about this song. Like I like I can sit there and lay on the floor with like headphones on, blasting this song, and like I am like my body has transferred into a, another parallel universe and I'm feeling all the emotions on the planet. Like I'm feeling the color blue. Not red. Not red. I'm feeling the color blue and okay. all the other colors. Um, I mean, I, I definitely very much like this song. It's just like, I don't know. Something about it doesn't hit the same anymore. But maybe it will on the re-record the way that like And that's okay. Yeah. I was My- not a fan of Hey Steven. And then the the Taylor's version came out and I was like, oh, the song slams. It was, wow. it was crazy. You're so right for that. I love the lyric from the last time, um, right before the chorus where it says, Right before your eyes I'm breaking. I think that, that is just like such a powerful lyric. It's so beautiful and it's so again picturesque where like you can see it happening i imagery like in the chorus you break my heart in the blink of an eye Ooh, yeah Ooh, ray is like a little attention whore i'm trying to do my work as a podcaster as a professional podcaster and she's just like no look at me she's always been that way she is a swifty though so she wanted to join in she has her own ranking but she won't share it with me she said you wouldn't get it All right, so where are we where are we putting the last time in our ranking, folks? I have her at number 13. Oh. But I I do like her though. And that's like saying oh, yeah. that I like every single track on this album. It's just some of them don't hit the same way. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, I have this one at number 12. Great. I like this. It's like song. it's gonna be sick. <laughs> I need to grab the whole of this song because I'm about to fall over. This song is at uh, number two for me. Listen, you have a personal connection to it. That's Uh, yeah. I told you, like this song, I can't. I I cannot explain. I can't explain in words how I connect to this song. It is. It is just live your dream, baby. I will live it. Thank you. That's fair, though. Um. Okay. Next, we have. Holy ground. Oh. <laughs> I think we can all be on the same page about this oh, one. Oh man. I think it is like the August midpoint standout of this oh. album. We're like, mm. you know, you're going through with folklore and you're like, yeah, this is all really good, but like I'm waiting for that track that's really just gonna hit me. That's <sighs> August. And then it's holy ground here. I like, want 
when I listen to this song, I want to stand in a warehouse full of glass coffee tables and flip every single one by the end of it. Just, <laughs> just, just break every single coffee table. Just when it starts, and it's, I was reminiscent, and I'm just flipping tables in the it's, warehouse, and they're just ooh. shattering. Ah, oh, so good. It, I, it takes me to a place that not many songs do. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. It's yeah. so fun. I just... And it's one of those flashback songs. And I love the um, the nod to New York in the song. And mm. how it, like, that is, like, the constant within the song. Spinning like a girl in a brand new dress. We had this big white city all to ourselves. <clears throat> um, and then also, I was reminiscing just the other day. Having coffee took me away. Back to first glance, mm-hmm. feeling on New York Times. Like, ah, oh, like, like, yeah, it I, just brings me back home. I have to agree with Kay. Like, this is the point in the album where after the last time plays and then this comes on, you're like, uh, you're again, like, you're mm-hmm. like ready to go. As you said before, emotional whiplash. Mm-hmm. Another yes. point in the album where you got emotional whiplash. Yeah. Um, tonight I'm gonna dance like you were in this room. But I don't want to dance if I'm not dancing with you. Like that feeling of like you want to have a good time without this person there, but like you always feel like their phantom self there. And it's just like, listen, I can be my own person, but oh my God, it'd be so much better if you were here being a person with me. Like mm-hmm. relatable. We love that. Relatable. I put the lyric I put down as my favorite that I love so much. Um, it's, it's such a simple lyric. It's, and for the first time I had something to lose. Mm-hmm. And like, that just hit like a ton of bricks. Like having like, again, that one person where it's like, you're actually worth something. Like you, like, I realized like, if I lost you, this would be the end of things. Like, like this could be the end of my emotional state and all these other things where it's like, this person has so much power over me. Mm-hmm. Human, like wow, yeah. I, I love that this is one of Taylor's like breakup songs that's reminiscing on like all of the good parts, mm-hmm. like where she's like, how casually she's just like, and I guess we fell apart in the usual way, and the story's got dust on every page, and there's no sadness really in her voice about it. It's more of like a nostalgic, like God, that was a great fucking time. Yeah, and like that's what I like. Yes, and it's it's so different from a lot of her like previous like relationship songs yes mm-hmm. i think it's it's fantastic i'm very excited for this one um where do you guys have page. it i have it at number two mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i have her at number five i also have her at number five Ray, oh my God, Ray is causing so many problems right now. I think it's because she's, you want your second dinner? Okay, mommy has to film a podcast. Okay, <laughs> she does not care. Oh, you're so she's long. You're so long. Long, tan, and handsome. Oh, 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 James. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? <laughs> Anyway, um, next track, (laughs) number 12 is going to be Sad, Beautiful, Tragic. And what can I say? The title sums up the song very well. 
Do you not like it? Yeah, she she's not. She, I, I I gotta be honest, love. Like, not the biggest fan. Um, I'm not. Don't, she which she is sonically not there for me. Lyrically, she has good prose at points, but it's just a little bit too lost in the vocals and the the, the sound of the song. Um, no vibes. Like I just don't vibe whatsoever. Um, it's not timeless. I like if I'm sorry. I I will say it. If you have this in your top three, and there are Swifties out there, yeah. I, there's one that comes to mind. He one of <laughs> one of these Swifties he follows was doing a a ranking of red, and they were putting pretty heinous ones in their top three. This being <laughs> one of them. It was well. I mean, this isn't my favorite song, but there's two points to note in this song for me. I think one of the greatest lyrics is, you got your demons and darling, they all look like me. I think that's an incredible lyric. And then I love her voice and vocal delivery when she, during the bridge when she does that. Can you just try to fix it? I love that part. That's that's those are like the two main parts of the song that do it. For yeah, me. the one the one lyric I wrote that like I'm like I guess it's my favorite lyric, but again, not so big on the song is "and time is taking its sweet time erasing you." I had the same one picked out. Yeah, um, it's, a, like, it's a great it lyric. Um, yeah, it's much just a little bit mopey for me where it just kind of drags i feel like and not in a good way and like I, think, I love a good depression song and yeah. this is not it and i think sequencing wise like it comes between two songs that i really really like and so for it to just kind of it kind of just slows down getting to the ones that i like and so i'm like mad mm. that it's there um but like mm. it's fine it's just mm. yeah um, so I had this one at number 15 on my list. I too have this at number 15. I have her at number 11. Mm. And that's where well, we will leave her. Oh, she passed away. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh. yep, she did. Oh. She's gone. We are moving on to the next. Our next track, number 13, <clears throat> which is funny because mm-hmm. it is called The Lucky One. And that is Taylor's lucky number. She's Mm -hmm. a lucky one. She knew what she was doing. Again, she's a business mogul. Um, Um, I have very mixed feelings about the lucky one. See, I have a lot of opinions here. I fucking love this song. I, I, I adore it. I think it's doing something that she's going to do on later albums where she kind of takes on this persona and tells a story and it's, cinematic and gorgeous and i also (laughs) i think it's important to note so this album came out in 2012 um a big franchise that was out during this time was the hunger games and i used to relate this song as katniss everdeen talking to hamish abernathy her like mentor kind of talking and reminiscing about the games um it made sense in my head listening to it again it still makes sense and I think it's a fair comparison to make, but I believe the song is actually somewhat inspired by Joni Mitchell, um, who has interesting feelings about Taylor herself. Um, <laughs> I remember 
um, when they were going to maybe do a Joni Mitchell biopic. Um, uh, and Taylor wanted to be in it. Um, Joni was just like, oh, was she going to want to sing? Because uh... <laughs> I was like, Ooh. I, think, I, I think she said she never heard any of Taylor's music before or something, too. Like, does she? Uh, she, she made some really shady comments towards her. I think that's Ooh. like the equivalent, though, of like Taylor writing Enchanted about the guy from Owl City, him releasing a track. <laughs> where he's like addressing that and just like, I was in love with you. And she just never acknowledged it. (laughs) I think that's so fucking funny. Uh, Anyway. (laughs) I want to, I I, want to agree with Kay. I do like this song a lot. And I think it's important to note that this is her first experimentation with the characterville where it, it, I mean, Craig knows, I don't know if you know, Kay, maybe you follow me on Twitter, so you know, my favorite song of all time from Taylor is The Last Great American Dynasty. And this song, I don't think The Last Great American Dynasty would exist without this song existing first. Yes. So she is an important girly in the story and we have to put respect on her name. Yeah, I, uh, I kind of going back to a notion you said before, when you're like, when Hey Steven, re-recorded came out i loved it so i think this is what's going to happen with this song for me mm. again i do like it but there's something about it that's off-putting to me i it's not i think maybe it's what sonically because like lyrically i think it's a beautiful song um but sonically i don't like the production um and don't vibe to it as much but that, again yeah in terms of lyrics, I love the lyric because you don't feel pretty, you just feel used. That was the lyric I pulled. Yeah, it's, it's I don't know, it's so it tells a really good story. I have to note I have to note the other day that we were talking about this song or listening to it and the line chose the rose garden over Madison oh, Square. Yeah. <laughs> Craig thought the rose garden was a smaller venue. <laughs> I couldn't believe. I mean, it was. That's, was a good moment. that's such a Craig moment, though. Oh, incredible! <laughs> it's one of the reasons why I love him. Truly, I was like, "This is why I love you." I like. <laughs> did, I didn't get where like the lyric was going, and it's a more intimate explained. setting. <laughs> yeah, and then he had yes. it. He had it. He had to explain it to me, and I was like, oh. Yeah, okay. he's like, isn't there a venue called the Rose Bowl? And I was like, yeah, but. <laughs> Anyways, I had to drop that little knowledge in there from the other Yeah, that little. <laughs> well. So that's maybe, and that's, again, maybe that's another reason why I don't like it so much, because clearly I don't fully understand the song. <laughs> you so. understand it. I wouldn't understand the assignment. Um, so maybe after, again, like working on my brain space a little bit and listening to the re-record, I think it might, I think it will move up in my list. Okay. Um, right now I have it at my number three. Oh, wow. I really like this song. No, that's, I mean, you're not wrong. I I like the song a lot. I have it at number 10 on mine. I have her at number 12 on mine. Again. Am I am I gonna be mean that you guys have it that low? No, because I'm a mature person. <laughs> She's like, will I curse you out as soon as this podcast ends? No, no, Maybe. no. I, I seriously won't, because I understand that I have that personal 
connection to it. Like I am not able to be objective about it because I like it that much. Um, yeah. Where other songs that I re- I rated lower, I just I don't have a connection to. And you can be mad as hell about me <laughs> me rating them at low, but you love what you love what you love. There have been no wrong opinions on this episode aside from Craig's all too yeah, well opinion. Well, That's the yeah. only one. Everything else is valid. <laughs> I'm glad we can agree. Right, are y'all gaslighting me? Are you saying my feelings and my are Listen, not valid? Listen, all feelings are valid except rating all too well anything <laughs> lower than number three. <sighs> yeah. Where did you have the lucky one? Did you say it? Yeah. Oh. I said at number 12. Okay. Um, so going on to another feature track, number 14, Everything Has Changed, featuring Ed Sheeran. I'm not mad at it. I think it's, I think she's cute. I think she had definitely her moment. Fun. Definitely fun. I like the beat. I, I, um, I'm, I'm going to be really blunt. I... I despise the song. It's boring. It's boring. I don't hate it. it. Is, I don't hate any It is kind of boring. I think it had its moment. And it was really I think it's fun also when I got to see the tour, they did it together. And I think it was at a point in their careers where it just made sense where if they were to do a collab, like a new collab, and I think they are. Yeah. She has another song featuring Ed Sheeran. It just feels mm-hmm. like what? These are Sick. two artists that shouldn't be working together but at that point it made complete sense and so i think we view it through that lens it gets points there a little bit um Um, i just i i don't know much to say about this and like there i have no nice words for this song (laughs) i will be completely honest that's a little crooked that's a little vile to have no nice it. words to say about a Taylor song that isn't Would mean. you look? All, all <laughs> I... Okay, wait. The lyric, all I... Um, what is it? All I know is pouring rain. She's pretty lyric. Would you Would you like the song more if Ed wasn't on it? Oh, probably. Okay. I, I, a lot of the, my bias and hatred comes from him being on there. And it's just like it's it's tainted. It's like if there is like a moldy cookie. I can't just eat around the mold. No, See, the mold is on the cookie. That's why I don't like me, is because I don't love Brendan Yuri. I mean, I can't stand him, but um I still love me. I still <laughs> I still do it. I love the lyrics. I hope you love yourself. Um, your eyes look like coming home. Like that's yes. that's sick. That has me. I'm sick to my stomach, love. Um, Listen, if we're going to go back to reputation, no slander whatsoever, but Endgame would have been a, a flawless track if it was just Taylor and Future. No, that that's that song would have been bad regardless. No, what? Oh, oh, oh. boy. We, be- See, we better she, go. She has no right to talk <laughs> about reputation. Like, you are like, just... The first, like, few tracks off of Reputation are bad. The second half of that album is great. She's sick. She's sick in the head. I am going to throw up. Okay? <laughs> this is, this is, Listen. Okay, okay, we have to, we have to connect at a different point after this <laughs> podcast to really, to really g- g- get things 
Uh, we need to get you anyway, mental help, love. Anyway. I've really um, come around to Reputation, though. Like, there's so many tracks from that album that I love that I re- flat out refuse to listen to because I couldn't get past those opening tracks. And, like, you should blame those tracks for that then because they were stopping no, me from no. getting to all these other ones. We should blame what's going on in your brain of yours. We, listen, we, I'm in therapy, and yet I still don't like those songs. So, obviously, ha, I'm Does your problem. therapist know about your reputation issues? Listen, we've talked about Taylor Swift. <laughs> I've mentioned Taylor Swift to my therapist. She knows. She said, it's not your fault. She wasn't there sonically. She was being Taylor. I get it. Anyway, I have this song <laughs> at number nine. Uh, this is number 15 for me. This is my number 16, everyone. I could have I could have seen that coming. But again, yeah. that's fair. I get it. Um, you live and you learn. Now here we go. I know <laughs> somebody here really likes this song. And this is Starlight. Right with uh, you. You know? <laughs> <laughs> she came in angry on this track. She came in mad as hell. <laughs> so, so true, Basti. She came in mad as hell, and she had every right to come in mad as hell. She's so fun. She's so fun. She's mm-hmm. perfect. She's lovely. She's. I love she's, her. She's fun. I mean, she's free. Yeah, you turn you 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 turn into a Barbie on the boardwalk when it comes on. There's no. The you know. fact that it's about though Ethel and Bobby Kennedy, I'm like, okay, that's all right. Okay, she dated a Kennedy, correct? Yeah, she did. It's it's a okay historical queen. He's obsessed. <laughs> I mean the. This is another like fence post though, where prior to like folklore, this is where she was making a song about like other people's whatever. Like this is another one. That, it's like well, a character study, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, it's a character She's, study. It's I like it. It reminds me of some of the songs on Reputation that I feel like hone back to like the I don't know this American dream uh golden age of america culture thing yeah she definitely has a lot of nostalgia (laughs) i mean um no i think taylor definitely has this like love and nostalgia for like this ideal america like, I, I, th- I don't know I how to describe it, but you know what I mean? I, no, you know what it is? I think that silly little blonde bitch read The Great Gatsby one too many times. I, I wrote, okay, Great Gatsby, calm down. Yeah, my notes I, th- I, think, <laughs> I think she hyper-romanticizes that novel, and she needs she to get, get a grip it. on reality. She's just obsessed with, like, a classic love story of, like, she kids, you know. She uh, Zelda Fitzgerald. All American. Mm. Um... Taylor and like another life in like her dream world, she has like a PhD in English literature. I think in another life, she was like a first lady or like she's some high society woman, like wife of a Yeah. Like that's her um, fault, you know? What I noted about this song is I love the metaphor she uses throughout and it's so consistent where she talks about like obviously the titular the titular role like starlight and what that represents 
and uh, the colors she uses in the song. Like, it's just so powerful. I like that this one could also be about Freddy Krueger because they dream <laughs> impo- impossible things. I, I love the way... I love the way you're pulling Freddie into these songs and it's making me love you more and more. Freddie, um, like the, the hidden message, R-E-D? Come on. Yeah, this, this, this album is actually a love letter to uh, Wes Craven. Robert this, England is coming on the album as, as a surprise feature. I would lose my fucking mind. This podcast be, is going to end up on like, or if he, like, if he and if he like, ended up in like a music video, I think I would cry tears of joy. Um, He's just like in the background of the all too well, just like coming out with like a little fedora. (laughs) Yeah. I got got advertised a a Christmas ornament earlier and it was Walt Disney and Mickey. And I thought it was Freddy Krueger at first standing next to Mickey. And I was like, what is this? (laughs) Anyway. Anyways. I screenshot it, I'll show you later. Um, I love, I love the bridge of this bitch. Like I, I can scream her at the top of my lungs. She makes she, the serotonin that rushes through my veins from my toes to my head. Oh my god! Mm. So where are we ranking her, ladies and gays? I have her at number six. Very fair. Very fair. I have her at number nine. She is number eight on mine. So we're we're on similar terms mm-hmm. there. Kind of like mid. I have like her as upper mid just because I I just it's just so fun. I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. All right, this is the last actual track on the on that yeah album, track sixteen, which is begin again again again, which I think is a perfect closer because especially if you listen to this album on loop and you listen to like begin again and then boom you're back in the state of grace like that's that's good that is good that is a full circle moment mm-hmm. it's a wonderful song one of her one of her best closers mm. um i wrote down in my notes the bridge of this song is one of my favorite bridges on the album i again it's just her especially with red i think that was like her standout in terms of obviously she was switching up in terms of genre but also the fact that she is so known for her lyric writing and painting these pictures and red really paints a picture with like every single song and with the bridge to um begin again i just want to bring it up really quick just like the part that i have in mind and we walked down the block to my car and I almost brought him up, but you start to talk about the movies that your family watches every single Christmas. And I want to talk about that, but for the first time, what's past is past. Mm-hmm. So it's this idea of being with someone being so stuck in something, um, but then being pulled out of that moment and being like the most important thing you can be in this world is like being in the present, being in the now living your life and like being able to finally do that. And like, just the this the specifics of like bringing up memories of like his family and the movies they watch and like the Christmas time it's like well it's just a very warm energy bridge and I just love it. It is a very warm, a warm toned song, if you will. Yeah. Um, it feels a little bit again 
and I'm sorry to keep on saying this, but like a bit of a, a fearless speak now era song, but I think it has that maturity of her her red era, which is nice. It's like a little bit more pared down, but it still has yeah. the emotion I think, that it had to. Yeah, once again, I do appreciate this song. It's definitely not my favorite, but again, I think with the re-records, I will like this song a lot more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can see it growing on me with uh, Taylor's version. I love the lyric, because you throw your head back laughing like a little kid. I think it's strange that you think I'm funny because he never did. I mean, I mean, honestly, it's personal to me. It reminds me of uh, someone in my life, but um, it's just so sweet, like to have that feeling of like, oh, I, I don't suck. All my relationships aren't going to fail because here's this person and they're wonderful. Yeah. Nice I think pleasant. she's cute. Way to end she's the album. Yeah. yeah, it's a great it's a great album ender. I think it's mm. up there with clean. I like when she ends with like a bittersweet yeah. moment where it's yeah. like optimistic, like a begin again. Clean's my favorite closer. Yeah. And that's clean like a very like oh so good. So good. And that's and it's optimistic. It's like shedding skin. And that's what begin mm-hmm. again is too. It's like shedding a skin to same with almost with New Year's Day. I think yeah, that's another I love New Year's Day. Year's Day. Yeah. That's, one of my, that's one of my favorite closures. Um, so where where is she on our ranking, folks? She is number ten for me. I have her at six. I have her at number ten as well. I do like her. I like her a lot. I just like her I less than some of the other yeah sweet same. kind of songs on this. So now that we finish ranking the album, we're going to move right into our bonus tracks. There are three bonus tracks on this album. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one is The Moment I Knew. Jake, Jake Gyllenhaal, count your days. Count your fucking days. I swear to God, that guy who was on Billy on the Street where Billy went up to him, he's like, name a celebrity you hate. And he shouted Jake Gyllenhaal, Swifty. That was a Swifty. Because. Yeah. Mm. There's no other reason to hate that man. I mean, not yet. I would say this is the biggest reason to hate Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. Um, the moment I knew it tracks it's probably in my top 10 taylor songs really of all time <sighs> maybe 20 top 20 it's it's up there for me i love that song hmm. i know it's a really tragic song um and i know sonically it's very different it's a lot of spoken word oh i love it sonically it's so cinematic yeah i i the build to the chorus i can just like you know what I need to do? I think I just need to get drunk soon and play that song. So it can just be in, it just be in like some mm-hmm. other, mm-hmm. some other like plane. The chorus is just so sweeping and big when it comes in that like you yeah. feel like you're in that room with her. And it is like, a very cinematic chorus. I'll say that much. My favorite, my favorite lyric is the end of the song. You called me later and said, I'm sorry. I didn't make it. And I said, I'm sorry too. And that was the moment I knew like, holy I felt Fuck. that. Felt that. Oh my! Like, it's. I was. 
like tail like little do the two of you know i was on a three-way call with them just listening to that verse <laughs> i was on the phone with taylor and jake when it all happened and like damn did that hurt mm. i i this song's a little boring for me i like it i get that but it's just a little tired for me That's and that's okay and i respect that but like for me like oh 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 she's gorgeous i like her a lot she's a superior bonus track i have her as my number two bonus track so she's right in the middle i have her as my my number one i, I have figured. her in one of our other bonus tracks tied for number one <laughs> I couldn't, a I tie couldn't. A yeah tie. i couldn't i couldn't i couldn't do it i couldn't um i had to tie them if so someone came up to you with a gun to your head and you had to choose what are you what are you choosing well no one's gonna we're going that. with the gun tactic here the gun yes. comes i'm taking come back be here all right yeah speaking of that's the next bonus track speaking of uh-huh um, um we got another ellipses come yes back. that's that's our, our ellipses for this one um dot, 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 here i, I feel love like this one this is a good lead into like the 1989 era like it feels the most like a pathway to that sound and vibe um and maybe it's because it might be about harry styles we don't know necessarily um i this is my number one of the bonus tracks i think it's a really sad but like good song i i know what it feels like miss taylor and it, it's painful um mm -hmm. this is falling in love in the cruelest way this is falling for you when you are worlds away <sighs> long distance baby she's not fine that's the same mm -hmm. lyric i have written down i love it's such a great bridge and the build up in the bridge to like the, the last chorus mm -hmm. Um, her vocals really just pop off in this song. Um, I also love the lyric, and now that I can't put this down, if I had known what I know now, I would have never played so nonchalant. Like, I love, like, how her tone sounds, like, delivering it, and then mm -hmm. also it's just such a powerful lyric. Um, this is a personal song because, you know, Dave and I, our relationship began long distance. Mm -hmm. I was going to say this. I've always liked the song that gained more personal, like, mm -hmm. resonance. Is that a word? Yeah, resonance. Yeah, yeah. When, when we started talking. Um, and, like, I'd come and visit, and then I'd fly back home to New York. New York be here. <laughs> New York so. be here. I, I want to note, too, that in the, the beginning of the second chorus here, the delicate beginning rush, the feeling you can know so much without knowing anything at all. This feel, felt like a prequel before she wrote Delicate. I feel like this song was mm. a little bit in her mind before Delicate was written. Because I that's, can see that. She, she took that whole like phrase there and made it into the whole song of Delicate, which I love. Because mm. Taylor's, she, Taylor's cinematic universe is sick. The TCU, stay strong. Uh, but yeah, I love this one. Yeah, I, I, she was my number two ranking. I had her like if 
if we're talking about like the complete album, I had her as number 14, which is pretty high for a bonus track to be um, because I, te- I typically listen to those less um, yeah, anyway, but I, I had her as my number one bonus. Yeah, if, if if Craig, like Craig said, if the, someone put a gun to my head and made me pick between this and the moment, I knew I would pick this one. Mm-hmm. Um, and last but not least, we are going into the third and final bonus track, Girl at Home. Snorefest. Wop. <laughs> uh, yeah, I literally, I was like, let me listen to this song today. I can tell you I've listened to this song like a... I can count on my hands the number of times I've listened to this song. Maybe thrice in my life, and that's enough. (laughs) I I, I like the melody of it, but I wish it was the lyrics and the content was different. Uh, See, like, sonically, I don't like it. Lyrically, it's just... It's mid. I like... Yeah, I like some of the, like, it would be a fine proposition, but I just hate, like, the... It's one of her weakest songs ever. it's, It's boring. Yep. I feel like she was just trying to prove a point. She was just like, men, right? And it's like, yeah. no, we know. You don't need to yeah. do a song. Yeah. <laughs> it literally, I think it would have been her, it would have been a perfect um addition to just have two bonus tracks and it would come back be here. This was this was this was her trying to make peace for better than revenge, and she didn't really need to do that i don't think mm, yeah she's just like no i'm a feminist and it's like no yeah, go back yeah. go back to hating like, women that one's left <laughs> yeah let's <laughs> let's do that let's come on the feminism leaves oh, my body ta- than i do i do on. have to bring it i have to bring it up real quick because he had another crazy conspiracy this theory. is not crazy okay i know what you're gonna say and i'll say it I don't think Taylor's going to re-record Better Than Revenge, or I think she's going to change lyrics for it, similar to how Paramore stopped performing Misery Business Live. Mm. It's a, it's a slut-shaming song, and I fucking, it fucking bangs, but, like, Taylor, <laughs> like, she's Taylor, gotta, her, yeah. she's got a brand to uphold mm-hmm. now, and she's got to be like, I can't still be singing this. No, oh, gee whiz, folks. It's a big song for her. On speak now. No, it's just I don't think it's gonna I, happen. Yeah, we'll I think she would change the lyrics, or mm-hmm. I don't know. There's some. It's not gonna be the same. Um, I don't think exactly. she'll drop it entirely because again, it bangs. Um, and I think she'll make it more of a statement of like, look, I've changed my tune about how I view other women. Yeah, like with like when she changed the gay lyric and uh, picture to burn was it? Yeah. You're gay. <laughs> I have no idea what she changed it to. I like the original lyric because I think it's funny. Yeah. <laughs> it should have stayed. It should have stayed. <laughs> it was camp. <laughs> if anything, her fans would love her more. Okay. So we have to decide on a number one overall. We have to decide on flop. And we have to decide on she came in on this bitch mad as hell. I I think we can all agree for she came on this bitch mad as hell is Starlight. What did I say? I didn't say that one. I would probably say. I mean, what do we? What, what I said? Holy ground. 
Yeah, I would probably say holy ground if we're going by the Christina Aguilera tweet criteria. Yeah. If, if she, if like, if the landlord was knocking at the door, if the landlord was knocking at the door, and she, Taylor Taylor says, "Oh, hold on one second. I was reminiscing just the other day. She's cleared, yeah. cleared. That landlord's not coming back for months." I have to say, no, I do. Cha- I'm going to change my mind. I do agree because also. I think of her live performance of Holy Ground um, a few years back when she did it in, I, was it Texas, I believe? And a lot of people love that version because she adds a little bit of like grunt and rasp to the song where it almost does sound like she's angry or like just like there's just more power to some of the lyrics. And like, yeah, this bitch had um, rent to pay. Um, she had to pay back for the stadium tour she was on. She had to pay back for whatever else was going on. Mm-hmm. Um, so she said, let me throw a little a little um, pizzazz, a little judge for the girlies and get them all fired up so that they go buy this on iTunes again. Mm. And she did. She did that. Okay. So. For flop, do we want to go into the bonus tracks or are we going to stay within the, the canon of the album? I say we stay in the canon of the album. So I and- think what we all kind of agreed with would be sad. Sad, beautiful, bad, tragic, yes. That's the flop. She's a flop. She's a flop, I'm sorry. And it's not even like she's bad, it's just like compared. Yeah. She, 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 doesn't. Was 11, she was 11 on mine, so she wasn't the worst of mine, but I mean, we can, we can roll. You know, I like, think there's, I think there's worse. As Miss Queen Tiffany Pollard New York says, you know, cute, Next to gorgeous, gorgeous is gonna devour cute. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, well, we did it. And then of number course, one, the, 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 we we know what it is, Kay. We don't. Do we need Craig's <laughs> approval here? We should get his approval. I'm kidding. Okay, I'm no, honestly, Craig, Craig, list your top three that you had on your my list. top my my top three. I'll give you my top four because I think I know a, one we can all agree as a number one that we had pretty high up in ours. Okay. So my my top my one was red, two was the last time, three was I almost do, four was treacherous, and I know a lot of mm-hmm. us had treacherous really high up. I had treacherous at four. My top four were all too well, state of grace, lucky one, and treacherous. I was all too well, holy ground, red, and I almost do. Hmm. <clears throat> I mean. I I will budge. I will give in and say all too well for the for the best. Because like I said, objectively, it's a phenomenal song. Yeah, I think you it have just, to look at it objectively. If we're talking about the per- best. Like. Just personally, personally, it's not my favorite Taylor Swift song. Objectively, it is one of her best. I think after the 10-minute version comes out, you will change your tune. We'll talk. We'll talk. After Dave breaks up with you for putting it at number six, (laughs) you will understand. After he breaks up with me, I I get kicked out of Nashville and have to fly home to New York. No. Um, Remember all the You know, we... I will. We, Dave and I have had the discussion. We're we're a little wary about the ten minute version. I will be honest. I, I'm I'm wary, but also like I believe. I, in I think version. we're all hyping it up too much. 
I I believe in her vision and I'm going to I'm, trust her. I'm sure I'm sure I'll like it, but there's a reason she cut the fat to begin with from it. So uh, you know, we'll see. And, and I also, being we were talking, and I was like, she'll probably end up adding like one extra verse and like an extra chorus, and like, I don't know, I don't know. I'm well, no, I was reading it. something today where it told us like everything that was added to the ten minute version. It was the theory I've seen. Oh, it was well, a theory. Yeah, yeah, these... The stuff that she originally cut, but I think there's stuff that she's never released that has been cut that yeah, might be yeah, added yeah. back in. Or even just new stuff added on in retrospect. Yeah, we'll see. I'm excited for it. I'm just, I'm just keeping my expectations at a level where I can't appropriate them. level. I need something to look forward to. So my expectations will be high. If I'm disappointed, it'll, it'll be what it is. But I'm excited nonetheless. Okay, and then I think my last thing I want to add before we wrap this up with a pretty red bow what is what is what is the one track we're most excited to listen to re-recorded other than all too well i'm gonna say miss opener state of grace i am excited to hear those that opening song again and to have that same rush of emotion but like almost a decade later as a more mature mm. human being and just like I'm ready for the transcendental experience that yes. I'm just going to go through. I, um, as I said before earlier when we were doing our ranking, my number two is the last time and I think I'm most excited for that one. Um, mm-hmm. I'm just so excited to hear them together, what they sound like now and just the instrumentals at how how they might fine tune it. And then my other choice would be the moment I knew. I'm very excited to hear that re-recorded. Yeah, I hope some of them I end up like that maybe were lower on my list. I end up liking more. I'd probably say I'm I'd probably say I'm most record or most recorded. I'm most excited to hear a little lucky one just because of the content after all she's gone through now since she originally recorded it. Mm. I think now she is kind more. of the person. Yeah. So she's singing. So, Ooh, that's interesting. That's nuanced. I, yeah. <laughs> so I think it'll have a little bit more. I think she'll have more emotion singing at this time, or at least a different emotion. So I'm excited to hear that one. Yeah. Ooh, I'm just I'm just excited for the whole thing. I I listen. I was very excited for Fearless when it was being released, but seeing as though this is in my top three. And my other two in my top three won't be re-recorded because they're already owned by her. Um, this is like, this is the peak excitement. <laughs> this is the time. I also like that she hasn't released any of like the tracks ahead of time. Yeah, I was somewhat surprised because like she's going to be on SNL and I'm like, I don't know what song she's going to perform. Like yeah. probably one of her songs from The Vault, but I don't know what else. I'm excited. Because for Fearless, she did. She released the one with Marin and Mr. Perfectly Fine before the release date. So it like killed yeah, some of my crazy. buzz. Yeah, it killed some of my buzz like going into the first list because I was like, well, I heard mm. two of these that are probably the best ones because she released them early. And Mr. Perfectly Fine was indeed the best vault yeah, track. Yeah, it was. Um, man, there's only 30 songs on this. That's insane. 
She's sick. She's so sick. I, (sighs) anyway. Wow. We did it. We did it. We did it. This was, this was fun. I, I think we should do another ranking, all three of us, but for one of her newer albums where there's less Mm -hmm. nostalgia tied, um, whether it is or possibly folklore or evermore um just because those are the other two in my my trio my holy trinity if you will Mm. i want to dave do you prefer folklore or evermore folklore okay you're you're a folklore yeah folklore is my number one out taylor album reputations number two and then three and four is red and evermore then they can kind of fluctuate with one another there was a thing that was saying that folklore fans are more likely to like 1989 and evermore fans are more likely to like red which i think is interesting because that that Mm. tracks with me because i prefer evermore to folklore i think folklore is a better album as a whole like i think it tracks better but there are more standouts to me on evermore that are like just Mm, rich but we can talk about that another time i'm sure we will have many more episodes devoted to miss taylor allison swift she She's really got a chokehold on us. I think she's tied yeah. with Marvel as the most episodes dedicated to them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we can um, we can certainly dive into folklore. It's got at some point that's got some of her best songs, I believe. So. Well, yeah, uh, we'll go. We'll get into that one when we do that. Um, Dave, I'm so glad that you came on. Mad as hell. Yeah. <laughs> thank you thank you for having me like craig got me a little fired up during this but i wasn't completely mad i this was a lot right. of fun i was looking forward to this all week and it didn't disappoint it did um, not. i'm so excited um yeah, it was fun so i've been Kay. i've been craig i've been dave yeah <laughs> yeah and and go go stream red, red TV. TV. That was wonderful. Anyway, thanks guys. Goodbye. Thank you, Thank everyone. You. Goodbye. Bye.